As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality, and that's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional-grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research, among them several stand out for relief of occasional minor aches and pains of overexertion, ache action, joint UC, and D-flame. Ache action contains a formula exclusive to Protocol for Life Balance that studies show significantly reduces joint discomfort in as little as five days. Protocol's Joint UC is an undenatured type 2 collagen that has been clinically validated for its ability to help maintain healthy joints. And D-Flame has nine plant-based ingredients rooted in traditional herbalism. Each of these products takes its own unique approach to joint stress, flexibility, and mobility. They're available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash Protocol for Life Balance for more information and to order. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. I love your questions, your comments, your topics of interest. You can email them to radioprogram at AOL.com. That's radioprogram at AOL.com. I want to talk to you today about water, about electrolytes. I went to the, the Integrative Healthcare Symposium here in New York, that wonderful conference that's usually here every February, and I, intend, I attended a, a lot of different uh, talks. Dr. Hoffman and I talked about them on our podcast, Q&A with Layla. I want to talk to you about one in particular by Dr. Ailey Cohen. Ailey Cohen, she talked about U.S. drinking water and how U.S. drinking water is loaded with contaminants and what we could do and resources to find out in your neighborhood, in your general area, how to find out what kind of contaminants or how much are in your drinking water. We know we live in our polluted world, right? And we know there's a lot of runoff and everything, and it's more important than ever to have your water filtered. As part of my intake, as a nutritionist, I'm always asking, do you do you drink filtered water? Are you drinking bottled water? What is your water source? Is it water from a public utility or is it from a well? Especially my rural clients who may be getting their water from a well. And if they are, I'm asking them, what was the last time you tested it? What's going on in there? I know that out east, the well water may carry too much iron and manganese. That's a problem. That's a problem. So it's important to check those things out to know where your water, where your water is coming from. There is a wonderful resource at EWG, that's Environmental Working Group, EWG.org. And uh, Dr. Dr. Ailey Cohen turned us on to this. You go there, EWG.org forward slash tap water, forward slash tap water. That's where you go. You put in your zip code. It tells you your water source. It tells you about contaminants, right? And just because, just because 
it's a legal amount. Like you can have this much lead in the water, this much arsenic in the water legally. It doesn't mean that it's safe. And that is the whole point of Environmental Working Group. They say, for example, in my local utility, 10, the, the contaminants detected are 10 that exceed Environmental Working Group's health guidelines, right? So legal does not necessarily equal safe. And getting a passing grade from the federal government does not mean the water meets the latest health guidelines. And, and I didn't know this. Legal limits for contaminants in tap water have not been updated in almost 20 years. Hey, time for an update on that. And the best way to ensure clean tap water is to keep pollution out of source water in the first place. So go to ewg.org forward slash tap water. Put in your zip code and you will find out a whole lot about, about your water, about your water source. So good information there. I also want to talk to you about, you know, some of the stuff that's in the water and in our food, electrolytes, natural electrolytes. What are electrolytes and why are they important? In more of this discussion about water. We need our electrolytes. You know, you get depleted when you've been perspiring a lot after your workout, you want to replenish your electrolytes. Electrolytes are essential to many basic body functions. They play a role in keeping us hydrated, in maintaining a cellular balance, we call that homeostasis, as well as conducting nerve impulses and muscle contraction. And since electrolytes play so many important roles, it's important to ensure that your body gets the electrolytes it needs to function optimally. So what are they? Electrolytes are minerals obtained from the diet that carry an electrical charge. They're absorbed into the body during digestion and present in blood, urine, sweat, and other bodily fluids. The minerals that are classified as electrolytes include calcium, magnesium, potassium, sodium, phosphate, and chloride. These are the six essential electrolytes. So it balances pH level levels. It facilitates waste excretion from cells. This is part of what electrolytes do. It maintains fluid balance. It promotes proper functioning of nerve, muscle, heart, and brain cells, and transports nutrients into cells. So balancing the amount of water in the body is crucial, right? Balancing our pH level is crucial. The movement of our nutrients in and out of the cells, this is all about water and the elimination. You know, we want to flush the waste out. The elimination of waste from cells is also dependent on our electrolytes. So we need each electrolyte in different amounts. And although these electrolytes, they work together synergistically, 
They each do have their own roles. So let's talk about the six electrolytes one at a time. Calcium is the most abundant mineral in the body. And its functions include conducting nerve impulses and hormone secretion. It also keeps muscle tissue rigid, strong, and flexible. Calcium is responsible for that. Calcium is also responsible for maintaining the structure and strength of bones and teeth, right? And calcium is also responsible for triggering the contraction and dilation of blood vessels, which helps your blood vessels distribute blood throughout the body. It's good for circulation. Chloride, the next electrolyte. Chloride is found in all body fluids with the highest amount in the blood and in the fluid outside of the body's cells, the extracellular fluid. Chloride is a component of salt, right? The, our table salt is sodium chloride, NaCl. So chloride is a component of salt, technically known as that, sodium chloride, and potassium chloride, a common salt substitute. Chloride is found naturally in many processed and packaged foods, and as a result, most people get more chloride than is required by the body. And the functions of chloride, the functions of chloride include maintaining fluid and acid-base balance, regulating muscular and nervous system activity, supporting the production and release of hydrochloric acid, which is our stomach acid. So chloride has these very important fu functions. And an here's the next electrolyte, this mineral that you hear me talk about often, magnesium. Magnesium is involved in more than 300 different chemical reactions that regulate several functions in the body. The functions in which magnesium is involved include blood sugar regulation, blood pressure regulation, bone development, calcium and potassium ion transportation across cell membranes, a process that is necessary for nerve impulse conduction, muscle contraction, and normal heart rhythm. Magnesium is, is involved in DNA and RNA synthesis. Glutathione synthesis. Glutathione, you know, is our master uh, detoxification antioxidant. Magnesium is responsible for the synthesis of glutathione, is involved in the synthesis of glutathione. Magnesium is critical to nerve and muscle function, and it's critical to protein synthesis. The next electrolyte, phosphorus. When the mineral phosphorus is consumed through food, it combines with oxygen particles in the small intestine and becomes electrically charged, forming the electrolyte phosphate. The functions of phosphate include 
maintaining and building strong bones and teeth, metabolizing carbohydrates and fat, regulating heart rhythm, kidney function, muscle contraction, and nerve signaling, synthesizing protein for growth, maintenance, and repair of cells and tissues, and phosphorus is responsible for the synthesis of ATP, a molecule the the body uses to store energy. ATP is our energy currency. Phosphate levels are regulated by the kidneys, and an imbalance of phosphate could be due to a lack of dietary intake, kidney disease, or gastrointestinal disorders. People with kidney disease, when their phosphate blood levels start to go up, we know to start decreasing their intake of of phosphate-containing foods. And that has to do with kidney disease. But phosphate otherwise is a very important electrolyte. And the next electrolyte, a well-known one, sodium. We consume most of our sodium in the form of sodium chloride, commonly known as salt, your table salt. Sodium is also used as an additive in forms such as MSG, monosodium glutamate. It's also in sodium nitrite, sodium saccharin, that's the pink sweet and low, baking soda, which is sodium bicarbonate, and sodium benzoate. Sodium benzoate is a, is a preservative, a not well-liked one. U.S. dietary guidelines recommend most adults should only have a small amount of sodium, uh, less than about a teaspoon of table salt per day. But sodium has many functions and is required for cellular transport. It's required for fluid balance. It's necessary for muscle function, for nerve function, and nutrient absorption. Sodium is naturally uh, occurring in our foods. Most people around the world consume more sodium than is required by the body. Unfortunately, consuming excess sodium has health consequences. For example, sodium affects fluid regulation. Thus, consuming too much sodium may increase blood pressure as it draws more fluid into blood vessels. You know, that's why I say, if you donate blood, what do they give you after you donate blood? They give you juice and they give you a cookie or something sweet. What they should give you is some warm broth, a nice salty broth, because they've removed a pint of your blood. Your blood pressure obviously will be going down because your blood volume just went down and you want to be able to restore that. A good way to restore that is with a nice salty broth because that will all move into your circulation and bring your blood pressure back up to normal levels. And I'll tell you, the highest sodium-containing foods are in our processed foods, even in our breads, right? Our processed meats even contain a lot of sodium, whether it's in the form of sodium nitrite or in, or in the celery that's being used, the nitrate-free, it's still high in sodium less so from the salt shaker. And if you're on a low-carb diet, you don't have to watch your sodium so much because a low-carb diet, a ketogenic diet, 
has a dehydrating effect. So you need some amount of sodium in your diet to help regulate that. And then the last but not least important electrolyte is potassium. Now, 98% of the body's potassium is found in the intracellular fluid, meaning the fluid inside the cells, making it the most abundant electrically charged particle within the cell. Potassium is that important. Potassium plays important roles in heart function, in kidney function, in muscle contraction, in nerve transmission, and in the movement of nutrients into cells and, into cells and waste out of the cells. Now, another important point about kidney disease. We, on a renal diet, those with kidney disease need to eat lower potassium in their diet, lower potassium foods, because the potassium accumulates because their kidneys are not functioning well and unable to regulate the amount. So a diet with a healthy amount of potassium can counteract sodium's harmful effects on blood pressure. It can. It's often the ratio of potassium to sodium or sodium to potassium. The more potassium in your diet, the more it will help your blood pressure, right? Because it can counteract the harmful effects of too much sodium on blood pressure. And unfortunately, most people in the United States consume less potassium than is recommended. Individuals with certain health conditions, such as inflammatory bowel disease, like Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, as well as those taking laxative or diuretics, you know, water pills, are more likely to have a potassium deficiency. If you're taking laxatives, if you're taking diuretics, especially to control your blood pressure, you will have a potassium deficiency. You need more potassium in your diet. Another thing that causes potassium deficiency is heavy alcohol consumption. That will also cause, that will also deplete potassium. So each electrolyte has its own function in the body and is needed in different amounts. And we all need, here are some dietary sources of these electrolytes, right? Let's go through them. With calcium, some dietary sources, bok choy, kale, turnip greens, salmon, spinach, chia seeds, plain yogurt. Some common sources of chloride, celery, lettuce, olives, seaweed, tomatoes, and rye. Common dietary sources of magnesium, halibut, salmon, meats, nuts, seeds, broccoli, carrots, spinach, legumes. Common dietary sources of phosphate or phosphorus are eggs, fish, kidney beans, lentils, peas, meats, nuts, seeds, poultry, vegetables like asparagus and potatoes. Common sources of dietary potassium. Leafy greens, fruit from vines like blackberries and grapes, root vegetables like carrots and potatoes, and citrus fruits. I'll tell you, if you're having uh, a meal of steak and broccoli 
and some carrots and potato, you're getting about 2,000 milligrams of potassium, which is fantastic. And common sources of naturally occurring sodium. We're not talking about the sodium nitrite. We're not talking about, we're not talking about monosodium glutamate. We're not talking about your salt shaker. We're talking about naturally occurring sodium. And those dietary sources are beets, celery, eggs, meats, and seafood. Now, electrolyte imbalance, it's possible for an electrolyte imbalance to occur if levels either drop too much or become overly elevated. And this happens when the amount of water changes. And in order for the body to maintain healthy electrolyte levels, the amount of water consumed through food and drink should equal the amount lost in urine, sweat, and other fluids. And in other words, an electrolyte imbalance can be caused by dehydration or overhydration. The most common and critical electrolyte imbalances are hypo, which is low, and hyper, which is high, states of sodium, potassium, calcium, and magnesium. Certain medications, like diuretics and laxative, prolonged periods of diarrhea, vomiting, and excessive sweating, and conditions like liver and kidney problems can interfere with water balance and thus electrolyte levels. Electrolyte imbalances can also be caused by physiological stress and hormonal interactions of antidiuretic hormone, aldosterone, and parathyroid hormone. And electrolyte imbalances are more common in critically ill patients than healthy individuals and can also occur due to certain diseases like uncontrolled diabetes or in cases of severe heart attacks. Older adults are more prone to electrolyte imbalance than younger individuals. And symptoms of electrolyte imbalance include abdominal pain, cramps, diarrhea, edema, which is swelling caused by, by fluid retention, fever, a regular heartbeat, and weakness. So these electrolytes are very, very important. They're minerals that have an activated electrical charge. They are essential for normal body function. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Are you looking to give your immune system a boost? This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals. Liquid wild oil of oregano with rosemary extract and natural honey flavor. Future Farm's wild oil of oregano supports a variety of healthy benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. And natural honey enhances the delicious flavor. Future Farm offers some of the most innovative products I've seen in quite a while. I use them, prescribe them in my practice, and I'm proud to recommend them to you. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216. 888-841-7216 or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil and oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. 
I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.